Hello, and welcome back to the Joy and Reason podcast. I'm your co-host, Scott Vitro. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Shara Vitro, and our dear friends, Matt and Gia French. Today's episode is titled Parental Control, where we explore the topics of Christian parenting and discipleship. Take a seat and listen up, because it's about to get real up in here. Before we get started, let's just go through a disclaimer. We are not parenting experts. We are not here to give you imperatives about things you should be doing. We are just here to share our perspectives. As Christians, we believe we have one Father who is God, and every parent is going to parent just a little bit differently, reflecting the diversity in the character of God. So when you hear us talking, don't feel like we're trying to tell you what to do or how to do it. We are just sharing our opinions and our perspectives as parents of littles that continue to grow and there's no yep. stopping it. They just yep. keep getting bigger. So here's where we're at in our journey and yep. this is what we want to talk about today. And in these children getting bigger, the part of the episode that we're going to talk about the most is parental control. And it's kind of a two-sided coin, right? So we want to control their behavior. But in reality, we know that we have no control over our children, that they are ultimately God's. And that's kind of what we all want to get into today is yep. being ambassadors for God, for our children. And we are not doing this on our own behalf, but we're doing it on behalf of God for our children's good. So, right. yeah. yeah. And the and I think it's, it is really important to realize that our children are our children, um, but they do not belong to us. They belong to the Lord. Yeah. And so keeping that in mind as parents trying to come alongside fellow uh, Christians and say, hey, you know, this isn't, you should view your child not as uh, your own, that your child belongs to the Lord. That, like the idea, I think we talked about it a little bit uh, just the other night about uh, stewardship versus ownership. Yeah, right. And okay, our children are entrusted to us. And so we should do our utmost to raise them in a way that, you know, honors the Lord. And and I do think that that's an important thing to always keep in mind when it comes to parenting because like you said you know the idea of control oh, i want to i want to control and it's like well you know being a parent's a great way to be like oh i don't really have and much I think control biblically you know stewardship also ties into that idea of increase that you know god has given us these children it is an investment god has made into us as parents that we would be sanctified that we would grow but at the same time that those children are an investment back to his kingdom yeah. where he expects a, a yield from their lives of what we've done with them and for them and help them to do because again they're not ours we're not we're not uh, making increase in their lives we're not making them you know have good character or be polite or have good manners like those are not the end objectives the end objectives is that they would build god's kingdom that they would grow god's kingdom so when we think of being an owner it's like we would take a lot more offense at the things that they do but when we're stewarding something it's like you belong to someone else. My job is to be faithful to that someone else. And for the Christian, it's God. You know, we're going to give an account of how we parented before the Lord. And then that he's also going to take account of us and say, you know, your, the investment I made into you was realizing the children that I gave you. And now right. they're doing mm -hmm. these things for my kingdom. Yeah, it is. And I think that it's really hard in this day and age, too, to talk about disciplining our children. So yeah. we have this new mindset of your child is your best friend mm -hmm. and don't discipline them. And scripture continually tells us that we are called to discipline them, not because we want to fix the behavior. We want to reach their hearts. And I think that's the big part of parental control. Yeah. We are called to reach their hearts. And it's, it's hard in this day and age because, I mean, especially as foster parents, we have to discipline differently. There's a yeah. diff It looks differently in our home. But 
we're still called to discipline the children that are in our home, no matter what. We don't just give them a free-for-all. Mm. We are called to discipline them biblically and, and continually point them back to God and show them, this is your sin. This is why you do this. And it's your sin of wanting to control that yeah. that is the reason you're sinning against your brother, your sister, your mom and dad. Yeah. And it's and it's also important in this conversation to remember that to, we should take into account our own background, our own upbringing, our own uh, the brokenness that we experienced with our own parents. Not saying that, you know, our parents are awful or anything, but every human being has sin nature. Right. Every human being sins. And so every human being is broken. And so there's brokenness, you know, wherever there's a human, there, there's brokenness. So the idea that, you know, I, the childhood I saw that I experienced, the parenting styles and methods that I was exposed to had an impact on me, right? Like for good or ill, my, the things I saw my mom do and my dad do, uh, that had an impact on me. And either it motivated me to be like, I want to do like that, or, oh, I don't want right. to, you know, parent like that. And so keeping in mind like, oh, our own upbringing has an impact on how we parent. And we need to make sure that the, those things that we're bringing to parenthood, are, we are examining them in the light of Scripture and right. saying, well, yeah. just because this, you know, felt good as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and I liked my mom and dad did it, is this biblical? Is this how we should be parenting? Right, and that's, that's a really good point to kind of how we went on this journey of figuring out biblically disciplining our children because in my home, my dad made me a part of the three musketeers. Mm. And my mom was always trying to make sure that there was that hierarchy, but my dad kept bringing me along. Like, (laughs) what is your opinion? And my poor mom, you know, standing by herself trying to say, no, she's five, she's seven, she's 10. She doesn't get a say (laughs) in this. And so realizing like, that's not how we wanted to raise our kids. Because even though I, I loved being in that, that wasn't my place. Yeah. It was not my place and to be. And it's confusing to you it is. as well as like, well, am I an adult right. or am I not an and it was, adult? It was and then when they mom. disciplined you or yeah. you know, gave you boundaries, it was like, wait a second, I thought I was the other adult here. Yeah, and I could pin my mom against my dad. Mm. Yeah. But dad said it was okay and my mom was trying, you know, to, to reel it in. So I think that, that that really shaped me like, no, we need to be on the same page and these children need to understand mm. it's me and him. Right. We are a team and we are going to discipline you the same. And there's a well, hierarchy. Even, even in that team, it's like as Christians, we're one flesh. So yes. it's like it's we're beyond just being a teammate yep. or being a good team player. It's like, well, I am one flesh with my husband. I am to be in accord with the things that he says. And there are times where we have to call down the hall, like, you know, give the kids grace or be gentle. <laughs> and because we can see yeah. you know, our sin nature is coming out and we're like, I'm going to give them, you know, 100 push-ups to do because they've disobeyed and they need to, you know, be severely punished coming <laughs> the from record, the Marine Corps. <laughs> we've never, we've never made our kids do 100 push-ups. Well, it's the idea that it's not, you know, beating them within an inch of their life. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> that's Okay. Tell people what we do with our children then. Fine. But it's true. So the grace of forgiveness is found in the gospel, right? Yes. The grace of forgiveness is found in the gospel. And in that grace, of pointing our kids back to the gospel, there's also discipline. And I think people get that mixed up like, oh, let's give them grace all the time. Like, no, 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 I'm giving them grace by disciplining them because I love them so much that I don't want them to think that this is okay. And that that's very scriptural too. So just to kind of go back to the foundation of this a little bit is, is the control issue. Like, I, I don't care if you're a believer or a non-believer, we all have control issues. And yeah. if you think you don't, then you're really not living in reality. And I mean, sometimes, you know, that hurts to say, but it really is. I mean, I have yet to meet somebody who doesn't struggle with some sort of control issue. The thing is, is, I mean, that that issue goes all the way back to the beginning. I mean, after the fall, look at Cain and Abel. Um, You have two brothers pitted against each other who, you know, uh, he he was seeking after his own glory and he Mm -hmm. murdered his own brother uh, to try to get 
the glory to try to get what he wanted. And and I think yeah. that, that that's part of the fall is that like, you know, we're, we're created to be these strong, you know, human beings who are, you know, good managers and stewards of our home businesses or whatever. But we get this idea in our heads that, you know, we're supposed to be God. We're supposed mm. to be the last say in everything. And I think between all four of us, we have read an insane amount of parenting books from a lot of people who are way smarter than us and have spent <laughs> their entire lives, you know, doing this. And, you know, the the biggest things that I can glean from that is that, you know, you you have to recognize that the kids are not just fully yours. They are your children, but they are ultimately God's. Yeah. And so giving up that control to the Lord is honestly freeing. But yeah. I think one of the biggest you know pieces of that is recognizing that you are not fully in control. And, you know, one of my favorite uh, pastors wrote a book on this is Vody Bauckham. And he said that you are a tool used by God to shape a human soul. Mm-hmm. And that is so important because through the mundane, through the everyday parts of parenting, through the little moments, through everything, you have to realize what you're doing is shaping someone for the kingdom. And you're doing this for God. And, and, and it's for future generations. It's for it's for his glory. It's for everything. But the thing is, is we get so wrapped up in I want to make you into my image and my likeness. And that's not our job. That's God's job to form us into his image and likeness. But we get so wrapped up in this that we want to control our children so much that we stress them. Yeah. We mm-hmm. exacerbate them. We do these different yeah. things. And there are clear warnings in the Bible against this. And it's and it's there for a reason. So we want to we want to get into that a bit about, you know, hey, recognize that you do have control issues and that this is about God. It's not about you. Well, in those moments where our children are being children, being little sinners, yeah. how do we respond to them? So if one of my children are interrupting something that I'm doing, I am frustrated because I want to control the situation and they're coming in and causing chaos. Mm-hmm. The reality is. They're just being children. It's my job to train them. So how I respond, what is the scripture about? It flows um, for the out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. So when I am trying to control our entire day, our children's behavior, and they come in and mess with that, anger comes out. That's what comes out. Well, of my especially mouth. with interruptions, because yeah. we, we we get this idea like, oh, I deserve this I deserve, break. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, how what dare I'm you? What I'm doing is more important. Right. Yes. You are yeah. less important than yeah. what I'm trying to. Yeah. Accomplish. How dare you come in yeah. here and step on my day or my, <laughs> my, what I'm focused on? And right. I think one of the books talks about you know the lack of character that children being so young have not developed a character. Whereas for us on the adult end of the spectrum, it's like we've been dressed down in a military setting and Mm. we know our place and we know not to say certain things to certain people. And we know to stand silently while the head honcho does his thing, but our kids don't know that they don't have a reference point for what that looks like. And in our homes is where that all begins. And that's why when we see these issues and we overreact to them, Sometimes we're just simply overreacting to a lack of character that you just don't know to wait patiently until someone addresses you. That's something that grows with you as you grow. But we do them a huge disservice to constantly be frustrated and and allow our sin to say, well, it's okay for me to sin against you because I'm bigger. Like the whole might makes right because I'm bigger than you. You're going to do what I say. But you are sinning against them. And it's like that's why the 
there's a lot of hypocrisy that's kind of gone through the Christian the circles and people say, I struggle with being a Christian or calling myself a Christian because Christians are hypocrites. And it's like, yes, yes, yes we are. are. Yes, the yes. biggest hypocrites in the world yes. are Christians yeah. because they constantly want to use their you know, status, how big they are, you know, against their children and say, I don't have to apologize to you. I mean, that's some of the things that we find kind of laughable. Like, why wouldn't you apologize to that person you sinned against? I was like, well, I'm not apologizing to you. You're nobody. You have no importance. Yeah. You have no status. No one's going to come to your aid and defense. It's like, well, yeah, God is. Like, right. God is their aid and defense. Right. He's their defender and their rescuer. And, and one of the practical things that we've tried to implement uh, like like you said, Scott, you know, the whole, we've, G and I have read several, at least several <laughs> different parenting books on some good, some, at least some, a few chapters, <laughs> some, some not, not so good, <laughs> you know, power skimmed, you know, uh, but like one of the, one of the practical things that we've tried to implement um, is with our oldest, Leah, as it's, it's a, it's a hard thing, but it's like, okay, you are the oldest. And so you, you know what mom and dad expect more than your brothers and your baby sister, you know, you know what, we hold you to a certain standard, because you're the oldest. And so you also are essentially we empower you sometimes when we're not in the room, hey, you are kind of our, you know, our intermediary, yeah, the (laughs) intermediary between your your younger siblings (laughs) and 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 us. And so we expect a lot out of you. But that can be that can be confusing too for kids, right? It's like when we when we do that, and then she kind of um, reacts in a certain way to her brothers, you know, say they're fighting and, and she kind of interjects, but she oversteps her authority, you know, her, oversteps her, the boundaries that are healthy for her. And then, you know, she has to be addressed mm. and, and disciplined uh, as well. It's like, that's, that can be hard for kids because it's like, well, especially you know, firstborn. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's think- like, oh, well, I know the rules and I'm the oldest. And I, like you said, you know, might almost like the might makes right. It's like, I'm the oldest yeah. and mom and dad have told me, and I'm going to relay this to you and you, you broke the rules. So I'm saying. going to, <laughs> yes. I'm going to punish you. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you cannot punish your brothers or sister. <laughs> like that is not actually been a helpful thing for us to tell her is to say, you know, you are seven years old or you are eight years old. That's your only job. Like you have right. no other job than to just be eight years old. And right now you're feeling frustrated. You're upset. You're sitting against your brothers because you're trying to be an adult and you're not capable of handling that right. responsibility. You're not capable right. of doing that. And that's why we're here. And sometimes it's kind of confusing to her of like, but you told me to, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, we told you to spur them on to love and good deeds. That is not obey me. Yeah. Or that is not, you know, do what I say. And again, coming from the upbringing she's having where we are a bit authoritative and we are a bit, you know, hard lines with certain things that God constantly checks us and says, is that really a place to draw a right. line in the sand? Like, are, mm-hmm. are you just being hard and fast on this rule because it's a rule? And right. like, there are times where, you know, coming out of the military, rules are rules and they were rules. And, I, you know, if you're a rule follower, you want rules to be followed. And there is no gray area. It's black or white. And there's there's not yeah. always that idea in the day-to-day, you know, raising children. Like, you know, I just gave them five more Cheerios. Like, there's no hard and fast rule about how many Cheerios per day you're allowed to right. have unless you said that. And then it's like, do you really want to crush you know, your sweet right. child over five extra Cheerios. Yeah, like, don't, don't like to really gauge that and go, yeah. that, is that glorifying and honoring the Lord? Again, kind of speaking to like the objective, you know, one of the things we love is saying, we're not parenting to the five-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old in front of us. Like right. we're parenting to the 25-year-old that they're going to become. Mm-hmm. How do we get them to be people that love the Lord, that want to know God's will for their life, that, that want to read scripture? 
how do we parent them to that end? It's like, well, we're doing it right now by looking at that person and say, what do they sound like and talk like and who do they hang out with? That's what the whole long view is for, not just the minutia of, you know, I'm I'm so drilled into what we're doing right now. It's like you have to have a longer view. And, and I absolutely love that idea, too, because that that's exactly how Christ sees us. Like he doesn't see us as just this broken, sinful person. He sees us like, oh, OK, hey, like I'm saving you because I see you mm-hmm. at your best. I'm not seeing you by your worst moments. I'm seeing who you are going to become, who I'm going to shape you and mold you to be. And I think that's that, that's a great example yeah. of how to carry that down to our what children. What is that saying? Yeah. I'm not, um, God doesn't see me. I'm not um, who I am at my best moment. And I am not yeah. who I am at my worst. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. that's not who I am. So my worst day, God doesn't look at me and judge me for my worst day. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't right. look when at me and judge Christ, me for my right. best Absolutely. day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't decrease it was, or increase his yeah. love based well, on performance. And it's, it's funny, too, because... Uh, I don't, I don't believe he's a Christian, but, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, you know, really he's a big he's time Canadian, psychologist. So yeah. He's so <laughs> he's, he's at least nice. We love you, Canada. Sorry. <laughs> we should just let, well, let but I was going to say one of the things that I, I've heard him say before, um, is, uh, with regards to parenting is, oh, you know, if your child is doing something that's annoying, that annoys you, make them stop. Don't let them continue doing that. He said, because when they get older, they are going to have like do those annoying things and be an annoying person and be that type of person mm-hmm. that like I don't want to be around you. And so that idea that yeah, we're parenting we're parenting right now with a house full of little kids. Yeah. But one day they are going to be big. One day they are going to be adults. They're going to be interacting on their own uh for, first and foremost as ambassadors of Christ, uh, but secondly as, you know, okay, your last name is French. Right. Like you, you're, how did your mom and dad raise you? And it's not, it's not meant to be, you're a reflection of your mom and dad, but there is an element of that of, okay, well, God has entrusted our kids to us. So we are to raise them in a way that honors him. So when they are adults, when they're out in the world, they aren't that type of person that no one wants to be around. You're miserable. You're a miserable, horrible person. And it's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's not just changing their behavior right. either. Absolutely. It's not, because that's pretty easy in the moment. But then you raise children who are so sick of being put in this box of what their behavior should be that they just rebel and do what they want. Like, our whole goal as ambassadors is to reach their heart. I mean, what is that? John 13, where Jesus, he, he washed the disciples' feet. And that's what we're doing for the kids. We have an authority over them. God has put us in authority over our children, but we are also washing their feet. We are also training them up. We're also humbling ourselves to them to say like, mommy messed up Mm. and I'm so sorry. Ambassadors don't just control. We apologize for when we messed up. And and when I sin against my children, I'm sinning against God. The authority Mm. that God gave me over them, I have to go and apologize to them. Like this is not who Christ is. Mommy's sinfulness, I'm not a reflection of Christ Mm. in this moment. I sinned against you. And let's talk about that. And it's really humbling as a parent to see our kids just instantly go, okay, I love you. Thank you. (laughs) I forgive you. And it's just, they move on so fast. And and Gia, you said this a year ago, and I have just, I've loved that ever since. We can start the day over at any day, at any point in the day. Like right now, it's been horrible. Everybody woke up mad. Mommy was awful. Daddy was in a bad mood. Whatever happened. Okay, guys, let's sit down. Let's start over. Because guess what? We can. We can start our day over right now, read scripture together, pray together, and move forward in Christ. And reorient. I think that's a huge part of parenting as well as to 
reorient back to Christ, reorient back to biblical truth. And I was even thinking about when we read that scripture in uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 about the fruit of the spirit, it doesn't say parental control, mm-hmm. right? He says that he promises to give us self-control. Self-control. So yeah. when we think about, you know, sending our children out, it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're still going to know them. We're still going to love them and be connected to them. But it's like, well, we should have taught you how to control yourself that you can now go forward and the Holy Spirit obviously giving you that gift of self-control that you're able to control yourself in any environment mm-hmm. you might find yourself in. And um, I just find that so amazing that it, when we talk about parental control, that we are trying to apply this, you know, authoritative control. It's like, well, God promises our children self-control. And it's amazing that we are given children when yeah. that is something we struggle with. Right. It, it's funny, too, because, like, that's the only type of control that you really have. Not parental control, but self-control. Like, that's the only type of control. Like, I don't, I can't control... You know, if our kids make a mess, I can't control if we're late to church because I lost something or whatever that is. Like, But I can control how I react in that situation. I can control mm-hmm. myself, how I respond. And that's a really important thing. And trying to model that for the kids to where in those many moments where I don't have the self-control that I need, in those many moments where I, you know, I, I lost my temper or I, you know, just responded in a way that is absolutely ungodly it's like okay well i need to like you said i need to go to my children i need to apologize and not just apologize not like oh i'm sorry but you know uh our pastor preached it i I think it was like a year two Mm -hmm. two years ago or whatever it was one of the first times i've ever heard it um the idea that not you're not just going and saying i'm sorry like you like i was wrong like you emphasize that like i was wrong for this don't just say i'm sorry because i'm sorry is very ambiguous i'm sorry it could be oh i'm i'm sorry you're upset i'm sorry i hurt <laughs> your feelings those backhanded yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, yeah. oh i'm so sorry about the, that i did this thing and all these things and it's like no you admit you own up to i was wrong and mm-hmm. so it's really important as parents to model that not only to our children when when we sin against them but even if we sin against like if i sin against gia uh, and, and it's a it's a public sin, like a sin in front of the kids, then I need to make that right in front of the kids. Uh, you know, I don't need to make it right if it was something that like a private conversation that the kids weren't a part of. Like, I don't need to be like, hey, oh, by the way, I'm so I was wrong. But it's the idea that, hey, I need to be consistent. And we need to keep in mind that, you know, these little eyes and these little ears mm-hmm. are always yeah. watching and always listening. And they hear so much, oh the little goodness. sponges. Yeah. And I'm not really good about immediacy like sometimes I struggle with you know if I'm angry and I'll say that I think there's a really good point of being honest with our children and there's just a point of being abusive or combative it's like I'll I'll tell my kids like I'm angry right now I don't want to deal with your sin because I am too angry in my sin nature to address this as discipline this is just you know me being out of control this is me indulging how angry I am to yell at you or put you in your room or take away your toys or you know threaten you within an inch of your life like that's not discipline that's just overreacting um and sometimes i can let it go until dinner time it's like I, you know before they get into bed i want you know don't let the sun go down your anger and and it's okay i think to have those gaps of time but something the lord's just been working on me is to you know bring that more immediately closer to the event yeah. that yeah. don't let those big chunks of time go by and I, I have done it before where i just have a lot to do so you know i'm grump i'm grumpy in changing over laundry and i'm grumpy in making lunch for them because <laughs> yeah. i'm still upset over the spilled bowl of cereal, whatever that happened earlier. But it's amazing to see God working on you to say, as close as you can to the event, make it right, reconcile, come right. back together. And and I something the Lord's also given me 
with my kids is just to tell them when you do apologize to also give them time to process and say, I understand if it's going to take you 15 minutes to an hour to forgive me and to want to reconcile and be close again, that's okay. And the amazing thing about kids, they're constantly like, no, yeah. I want it right now. Yeah. I want to reconcile with God. Right It really now. is. Yeah. And, I, and again, we're on the little end. We have very, very sweet little toddlers. So if you're a parent that has a teenager or an adult child, this isn't hopeful information. This isn't going to make you feel great. But the truth of scripture is that, yes, God's word is still true. And okay, if there's stuff that maybe you need to work out, you have the opportunity to, to start the day over, start the relationship over even to go right. to your I mean, kids. I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I mean, I think it is very helpful for teenagers and even young adults. I mean, you know, because like what, what you're doing whenever you're, 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 you're growing that muscle of, you know, hey, I'm going to learn self-control because it's not just something you either have or don't. It's something that, that you grow in, that God helps you grow in, but you're teaching, God's teaching you and you're also passing that on to your kids. And like what Gio was saying about, you know, reconciliation and, you know, going and doing things quickly and, and um, not letting the sun go down in your anger. Um, well, even if you have a teenager or, you know, a, a young adult still living at your house, like those are very big life skills that a lot of people in our culture don't have a lot of things that I think most of us maybe didn't have either. And we had to learn, you know, the really hard way. And I mean, just trying to be, trying to be an adult is, (laughs) is, is is a big learning curve. Or even seeing it negatively in military relationships as well, where there's that abuse of authority and, yeah. And it's confusing yeah. like, when you have. Why, why would you apologize? Like I you're you right. did this. You're right, let's yeah. let's keep score and and yeah. things like that. Because pride is a big thing in the military, yes. and you want that pride, <laughs> and it is it is um, applauded, and especially in the military too. They're just changing behavior. So yeah. you go to boot yeah. camp. You talk about getting stripped down and built back up in the image of the Navy or Marines. They just want behavior change. They do not care if you're enjoying it, <laughs> and that's yeah. and that can sometimes come into oh, our that's called compliance right compliance. like it's not that right. they want change heart change it's compliance yep. do what we tell you to do, do. What we tell you conform, to. conform to the standards that we have given and i don't I, I don't care about your internal like i don't care about your heart i don't care about if you like this i don't care about anything like that actual fruitfulness that that comes with biblical discipleship the idea of like okay discipleship okay we are focused on the heart we want to expunge you know sinful patterns and sinful mm. behaviors from your life that's biblical that's, that's and the an reason aspect why of is parenting. romans three twenty three. you know it's like the wages of sin is death like right. obviously these things are going to lead to physical right. death but spiritual death most importantly right because the idea that like oh i'm we are called as christians as parents to view our kids you know, to understand that we are stewards but also to uh approach our kids with with the idea that hey I want to parent towards your heart. I want to make sure that, you know, this isn't just behavior control. This isn't behavior modification. This isn't some type of, okay, well now, you know, my reference earlier, the Jordan Peterson thing, like now you're not just, now you're just not annoying, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that isn't the end goal as a Christian. No. The end goal isn't to like, okay, well my ch- my child who is now an adult, he, he's a functioning member of society, not annoying, right? But it's like, but that's, as Christians, we know that's not, like, God looks at the heart. And so that's why we mm-hmm. want to parent towards the heart. We want to focus that aspect of discipleship. And, and and this may hit a little bit too close to home, but, you know, there's, there's like, you know, memes about veterans and stuff, you know, about, the, about these types of things. But I think it applies to a lot of people. You can be high-functioning and be totally dead inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. I kind of want to, like, repeat that. You can be high-functioning and put on your face and work well in society and be absolutely dead inside. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And that, that's the difference between Christian discipleship and parenting and, like, like, like the military example. Yeah. You know, they 
they build you back up into their image and likeness, you know, for the behavior modifications, yes. which is great, you know, because you're high functioning, you know, you're in great shape, whatever. But then you you go home to your barracks every night. You're like, oh man, I'm 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 a dead person inside, yeah, and, I hate and, this and, and then you wonder why. But but <laughs> it's right not it's not just the problems. military. <laughs> it's it also gets into this expectations thing. I think that's really what we want to tackle with with parenting. Is like I don't care if my kids grow up and don't become, you know, PhD holders and, you know, these, you know, high rollers and make six figures, whatever. I mean, like, yes, that's great. Yes, we should, you know, want our children to do well and have even goals. better than us and yeah. have goals. Have goal, Absolutely. But... but if my son, for example, grows up and he is just very, you know, sweet and nice to people and loves the Lord and has a, you know, great Works family and kids and, yeah, you know, can... what, what, yeah. whatever that looks like is... Like, I would be more happy and proud of him to have that kind of life than just to, you know, conform to the world and want to be high functioning and chase after money um, or these titles or status or whatever. And that I'm saying this because I struggle with this, too. I always try to I always struggle with, like, what's the next thing? What's the next step? How do I progress? All these different things. At the end of the day, God's like, hey, you're just going to you're just going to run yourself down. And I have. And he's had to teach me that lesson over and over and over again of like, hey, just trust me, just Enjoy your family. Enjoy the blessing of what I've given you and listen to my word and everything's going to be okay. And when I do that, the anxiety goes away. I'm calmer. I'm a better father and husband and all these different things. And that, that's what we want for our, our children too. And and I mean, do, do y'all have thoughts on expectations as parents and like yeah. how, how that's changed or how that looks different, you know, for Christians than, than the world, well, you know, because you get should. into, into sports and academics yeah. and, you know, like, oh, oh you're 10. Well, let's, you know, let, let's push you for a college scholarship already, yeah. you know, and right. all this stuff and like stressing out your kids. Yeah. Well, that's um, why we homeschool, right? I mean, like, yeah, we, that's one of the reasons, one of the yeah. reasons we homeschool is that <laughs> Bodie Bauckham, I know a lot of people have said it, but he said it's um, heaven, not Harvard. Mm. And I heard that when Noah was like one and a half or two. And it just stuck with me. And I remember one mom, I was stressing out and I was like, our son has an auditory processing disorder and things don't click easily for him. And I was talking to the seasoned homeschool mom and I'm like, he's just failing. I'm failing. And she asked me, who is Noah at 25 years old? Mm -hmm. What is it you want for Noah at 25 years old? And the simple truth was, I want him to love God and love other people and be able to take care of his family. Which is the first and Second commandment, exactly. right? <laughs> the greatest commandments, like exactly. love God right. Right, like, rightly and appropriately. Those and are good love goals as parents, right? And like, that's, that's it. That's it. So if he has an electrician job, a plumber job, or if he's a lawyer, whatever he is, right. if he even in the homeschooling things. world, they've talked about this, where it says we as homeschoolers want to, you know, give our children this education and prepare them, and there's still that nagging thought in the back of your mind of. Are they good enough for mm. the world standards? Like, yeah. will a college accept them? And it's like, wait a second, I am not sending my child to be accepted by you. Like, right. we are, we are not right. just consuming the culture; we create it. Like, it yeah. is our job as Christians to say we need to go out and create culture where Christ is honored, where He is exalted. Because Gia is a content creator. I am a content creator. <laughs> well, That's my favorite new phrase. The, I'm gonna throw idea, it everywhere I can. It's the illustration. It's the idea that you know the the difference between. Um, between a thermostat and a thermometer, the idea that, okay, the, there's the thermometer, they both have to do with the temperature, and the thermometer just shows the shows what the current temperature is, whereas the thermostat sets the temperature. So, yeah, we want to parent in such a way where it's like, hey, we, are, we have the understanding that our children, they belong to the Lord, 
and we are raising them not to be accepted by the world, not to be accepted by, you know, by whatever great university, by whatever great school or whatever. It's like, no, we're, we're raising you so that you can help shape culture mm. in a God honoring way, in a way that really, you know, is a blessing to the Lord and as a blessing to the other people, the people around them, like to help build the kingdom. Like, obviously they can't, we can't build the kingdom apart from the Holy Spirit working in us. And we know that with our children and with our efforts in parenting and discipling our children. But the idea that, hey, we aren't trying to just raise you, raise you to, you know, go off to the world and do whatever it is that the world's doing. And that's why the biblical, biblical worldview where it says the children are arrows in a man's quiver, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they don't stay in the quiver. That's not useful or effective for the man when he needs to go and do things because he needs to send those arrows out to go accomplish tasks and accomplish things and slay dragons and take down things. Mm. Like that's what arrows do is they puncture, they wound, they kill, they destroy. Like they are, you know, for our belief as Christians, like we're destroying those things that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. We destroy principalities and, and darkness and, you know, deceptive philosophies and the wolves and sheep's clothing. Like we, we are called to do that. And so the arrows go forth and it is, again, all of this information is underpinned by a biblical understanding of it is not possible as he, like, we cannot do this. Right. Parents cannot do this unless God supernaturally empowers them and enables them to do it. Right. And so, it's an, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say, so to, uh, dovetail into one of the topics that we were going to uh, kind of at least touch on is discipline, right? So right. practical, like being, let's, let's make this real practical, okay. right? Like, okay. So as parents raising little kids and especially, you know, and obviously I'm interested to hear what y'all have to share with regards to raising, you know, foster kids, like how, how, what, what should discipline look like? And how, how do you discipline, discipline? Because a lot of people hear discipline, obviously, and, you know, immediately think spank. And that's not necessarily, you know, you don't have to spank. Right. That doesn't, that's not necessarily, it's not synonymous with discipline. Now, can you spank? Should you spank? Obviously, that's a, that's a decision that's that a you need decision. to, right, you Absolutely. need to come to an agreement with on. And that's, that's an important thing too, is as, as a husband and wife, you need to be on the same page. Yes. You need to be like, Hey, I support spanking, but my wife doesn't. Or it's like, well, then y'all need to, you need to yeah, hash that out. You you need to be on the same page with how to approach discipline. I think appropriate spanking is important. I really do. But now having two little girl, girls that came from trauma, it looks a little bit different in our home because I am such a loud person to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so when I like, I'm like, what are you doing? I instantly see like the, whoa, whoa, what is she going to do? Mm-hmm. How is she going to... Mm-hmm react and it it just gives me that instant thought like okay calm how do i respond to this they still need discipline they just did something that was very disobedient and and um but it's 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 hard in that moment because parenting our own children in a different way all of these years to now foster care and parenting these children i have to learn we have to learn how to parent them in grace and also discipline sometimes that means they're running laps like you have enough energy mm-hmm. to hit someone in the house. You have enough energy to hit your brother or sister. You have enough energy to go run a lap. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to sit down and talk once that energy has gotten out, once that frustration's gotten out, and we're going to reach the heart of why you did it. You're not ready to talk yet? Go run another lap. <laughs> and that's, that is something that's really effective in our home. Um, chores, complaining, hitting, you know, these yeah. are all little things that yeah. we all have nine and under. Uh, both of them, yeah. both of our families have nine and under. And so we tend to do some physical, physical labor. I, I, one of the social workers, when she came in our house, we have this up in our house. It's, um, Proverbs 12, one, whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge. 
but whoever hates correction is stupid. Mm. And I remember when she saw that, she was like, huh, but it's true. Our culture doesn't like to hear that. And a lot of foster families, and, and not all, but I think a lot of foster families are a little nervous and hesitant to discipline the children that come in their yeah. home. But I'm like, we discipline them because we love them so much. And yes, they've been through trauma. Yes, we have to make sure that we're gracious and there's mercy and it's all centered back on Christ because what has happened to them has changed their brains. Right. Mm. Trauma changes your brain. And so it is our job, which is really heavy, honestly, realizing like it is our job to help heal that, right. but to also show them to be a functioning adult, you need reproof. Mm. Yeah. You need discipline. You need to understand that there are boundaries and you can't cross that right. line. You can't be, you can't just run around out of control. Absolutely. No. And so I think some of the, some of the practical forms of discipline that we try to implement besides, you know, we, we're all, we're on the same page with regards to, okay. We'll tell you in our <laughs> next episode. <laughs> no, so you have to come back no. to part two. So one of the, some of the practical things that we try to implement in our home is uh, besides, besides, you know, we, besides spanking, um, but especially Leah, as she's getting older, it's like, okay, what are some other things that we can implement? Okay. Uh, whether that's timeout, whether that's, you know, you lose mm-hmm. privileges, whether that's okay. Hey, Leah, you read well and write well, you are now going to sit down and copy this Bible Scripture. verse, yeah, yeah. you know, 10, ten times, times that, that addresses this specific sin issue that you were dealing with, like anger or whatever, this lack of self-control or something. So there's, there's many different, you know, or the, okay, you're going to go sit and time out. And we're going to set a clock, you know, set a timer for how, however old you are. That's how many minutes you're sitting mm-hmm. timeout type of thing. Well, and, and discipline and is also with... a two-pronged approach where you have to take the behavior and reprove that and say this is not going to happen and you're going to take that behavior off. But then you also have to be instructed on what to put on. Put on. How do you now walk out of the room or walk out of the house and into a different behavior? And it's like that's the job of a parent is to say, does a spanking meet that objective? You just spank right. your child. Have they? Do they understand what behavior is they're being spanked for? And then do they understand what behavior they're going to now walk out? If hitting is not okay and I've spanked you, do you know now to offer grace and forgiveness to someone that's trying to hit you? It's like that is getting lost in just these authoritarian approaches yes. to discipline. Yeah, you need. So to... you have to be able to tell your child, you know, did you know you would receive correction if you did this thing? Okay, if you didn't know, now you're on notice. The next time, you know, you, if it's throwing sand at the beach, you know, we live here in Navarre, and we've told our kids don't throw sand because you could throw it in someone's eye. Well, of course, inevitably someone gets sand in their eye every time we go to the beach. And it's always the same conversation. Did you know coming here that if you threw sand at someone, you would receive discipline? Yes. Very well. Here is the discipline you'll receive. And then you move on. And you say, now, as we move forward, you're going to listen and obey. That's your job as a child. And you are to now walk in grace and mercy towards your siblings. So your hands should be blessing other people. Your body mm-hmm. should yeah. not be in contact with any other body. You know, self-control is for you. Yeah. You can't control what they do to you, what they say to you, how they treat you. You can only control your response and who you are. So, again, it's, it's discipline is so much more than just spank them, don't spank them, yell right. at them, don't yell at them, put yeah. them in timeout, don't put them in timeout. It is addressing the hard issue, the idea of like, okay, I'm going to get down on your level. I'm going to look at you and I'll say, okay, Luke you know, did doing action X, is that wise or foolish? Is Mm. that honoring to the Lord or dishonoring? Is this something that, you know, that God approves of or does not? It doesn't have to be a long drawn out conversation. It it can be very simple, very 
basic, especially as they're younger. And as they get older, obviously, the conversations can develop a little bit more and a yeah. little further. And you can ask more heart-probing questions, more engaging questions. And they need to own their behavior. You know, did yeah. you choose to obey or did you mm-hmm. choose to disobey? Well, I disobeyed because he was me. That's not what I asked you. You made a choice to obey or disobey. That's on you. That's all I can address. I cannot address another child's behavior in another circumstance. It has to be the child in front of me right right then. That also helps to give them a little control, too, in the sense of we, we're going to have a conversation. Did you obey or did you disobey? What are you going to choose next? And as a matter of, like, hitting and, and different things, we say something in our house a lot. Your hands are used for the glory of God, mm-hmm. to do good and not evil. And our kids, I'm like, what are your hands used for? The glory yeah, of God, God to do good and not evil. But <laughs> yeah. one day it's going to click. It's yeah. kind of like when, because we use classical conversations to homeschool. They don't know what they're learning. <laughs> Rote memorization. <laughs> At this little age, they really Some don't. guy in Africa, right? <laughs> That's beautiful. Some guy is exactly what they say. <laughs> they don't exactly know what they're learning just yet. But one day it's going to click. One day it's going to come together. And that's why pouring scripture out over them is what's important. Absolutely. And just to recap our conversation today, uh, we all struggle with control. Some of the biggest issues that we have are self-control, teaching ourselves that, um, instilling that in our children, and uh, correcting heart issues instead of just behavior issues. And instead of worrying about our child's futures and expectations of them, we just need to rely on God in that sense and uh, give that up to Him. Thanks for joining us today on the Joy and Reason podcast. Remember, in a sea of opinions, be anchored in truth.